Where's the manager? Walzer Automotive presents Car Selling Secrets. Welcome to the family with... It's actually... I know. The family. That's what I was saying. Well, it is the family, <laughs> well, anyway. I'm just kidding you. Doug Sprinthal. And Andy Bernard. And Tommy. We're very excited, uh, Car Selling Secrets, to have uh, Congresswoman Angie Craig on with us, calling in from Washington, I think, and we'll be talking to her right after this commercial break. Michael Bryant, Bradshaw and Bryant. So what's the latest? Oh, latest is we're representing people who are injured through no fault of their own. Uh, people come to us, we talk to them about what their rights are. We talk to them about things that, you know, adjusters would call them up and ask them about. And we represent people in order to get them justice for the injured. And have been for a long time. Very, very successful, no question. I, I, you know, I do meet a lot of your clients. They come up to me on the street and whatever, and they talk about this, that, or the other thing. And they both say... Why do you guys hang out with Doug Sprinthal? <laughs> and I just had no answer. For <laughs> he just looks away, you big baby. In any case, that's the whole deal. So people, they got any problem whatsoever, personal injury or other legal problems, whatever, they just reach out to Brad, Sean, Bryant. Yeah, Joe and I have both been president of the trial lawyers for the state. So we talk to people about all sorts of issues. The consultation is always free, and that's what we do. Michael Bryant, Brad, Sean, Bryant. <laughs> Little Robin Trower, baby. Ditching the theme music. Welcome to episode 63 of Walzer Automotive Group's Car Selling Secrets. We are joined on the phone, Congresswoman Angie Craig. Angie, can you hear us? I can hear you great. Can you hear me? Yes, you sound wonderful. Thank you for being on. This was, uh, I worked with... Uh, I know Jimmy Francis, the intrepid mayor of South St. Paul, quite well, and he's told me that you were going to be in his town uh, last week. I'm like, ah, I'd really love to meet her. I live in your district. Uh, your kids went to the same high school that my daughter and son went to, and my daughter is a huge fan of yours, so I was really thrilled to find out that you were going to be on. Um, I, I, well, I, I'm, thrilled, I'm thrilled to be here. I am uh, sitting in a car looking up at the dome of the Capitol for talk. Just the same here. Wow. Okay, we have a tradition on Car Selling Secrets. Before we get to this myriad of questions that we have for you, we want you to t describe uh, your very first car. What was it? Make up a cool story if it's not a cool story. You're up. <laughs> <That's nice. laughs> oh, man. You know, I was lucky just to have a car. I had this, uh, this uh, beauty of an early 80s light blue Pontiac Sunbird. Uh, it wasn't very cool, uh, but you know what? It, it got me back and forth to school and uh, back and forth to McDonald's uh, when I had my first job. So that was my first car. Your first job was at McDonald's? Yeah, I was 16 when I went to work uh, at McDonald's, flipping burgers, uh, hanging my head out of the drive-thru. And I actually did that uh, into my second year in college. Oh, I, wow. Uh, you know, I, I, yeah, McDonald's helped, helped, helped me put myself through college. <laughs> well, you know, it's 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 a funny question because the, the stories are almost universally like that. Jimmy probably had the only really great one where he would come back from deer hunting as a college student and his radiator blew out and he wound up trading cars at one in the morning on the side of the road at Mankato with a 75-year-old farmer that insisted on calling him Dutchman. So, 
That's been the winner story oh, so man. far. Uh, the first yeah, question. I don't, I don't have. I don't have a. I don't have any stories as, as good as Jimmy. He, uh, you know, I don't know. He's got like you know, forty brothers and sisters. I think it might be only eleven. But yeah. there you go. Yeah, I'm having lunch with him tomorrow, and uh, John Chrysler actually. Um, I, I'm, I'm curious. You know, I've seen, I've read your bio, and and I've seen your commercials. But by the way, is your son Napoleon Dynamite? I love the very end of the commercial where he goes, "Come on, mom." <laughs> Oh, he, uh, some days he acts a little bit like Napoleon Dynamite, but, uh, no, that's, you know, I've got four boys, and, uh, they're, they're, that is my uh, third, uh, I guess my third oldest son, and so, uh, you know, I, I, I can't get any of them to go to the grocery store with me anymore, because I stop and talk and stay too long and that sort of thing, so it was not a, uh, stretch at all to have uh, one of them yell, Come on, Mom, in my commercial. It looked completely natural. So from the commercial, you grew, you were raised by a single mom uh, in a trailer court, and now you're in Congress. What led you to get into politics? You know, I mean, it really is that story and, and background. I mean, uh, you know, I, I've, been, I've been super lucky, uh, certainly, uh, raised by a single mom. She had uh, three kids, and, you know, my upbringing, I watched my mom put herself through college, but uh, it took her nine years to do it. And so, I mean, literally, my mom was sitting at the kitchen table either uh, figuring out how she was going to pay the bills or studying my entire childhood. And so, you know, I knew if I was going to go to college, I was going to have to work. I ended up working a couple of jobs like like she did. Um, and and I, got, I got pretty lucky, you know. I took out a one or two student loans. Um, and, uh, you know, I, I got into, uh, journalism to start off with as a newspaper reporter, and then I ended up working for a med tech company, uh, and working my way up. So, you know, what got me into politics, uh, really can't be, uh, detached from, uh, my own upbringing. You know, I'm, uh, I want to make sure, and, and this is the truth, you know, I have been really lucky, uh, thank you medical was very good to me over the years. And I woke up in my uh, early 40s and said, you know what, I'm going to make sure that as many kids as possible who will work hard and put in the time uh, have that kind of opportunity that I have and that I, that I had. And so that's it. I mean, uh, uh, I'm here in Washington, but really um, the ideas that I bring come from my district and talking to people back home. I, I, this is a question that I wanted to ask you. And. Um, what's it, you know, you won the election two years ago, and then you ship off to Washington. What's the first week like there? It's got to be kind of a mind-blowing, mind isn't it? Well, it is mind-blowing. It's uh, The first week is like you've uh, landed in a, you know, a, a, a different country, and they don't speak the same language because they speak in legislative language here, right? And, you know, I worked two decades in the private sector in business, a lot of us who came into the new Congress this time around, we didn't have legislative experience. So, you know, all of this, uh, the way that you talk and what you have to say before you uh, give uh, your speech and Robert's rules of orders, I mean, all that was foreign. So uh, there was a lot of laughing at each other that first week uh, as freshman members of Congress. You know, the other thing I would say that first week was is you get here and then you realize just, how hard Republicans and Democrats work to keep you separate. Like, you look at the House floor, and typically 
Republicans stand on one side, Democrats on the other. Um, and so it's taken me a little time to figure out, you know, how I develop those relationships across the aisle. Um, you know, people like Republican Pete Stauber back home in Minnesota. Um, but it, it, it also, I guess, has been surprising and shocking just, you know, the lengths to which leadership in both parties go to kind of keep control of their own caucus and prevent us from working together. And I think that's one of the biggest problems in this country today. Do you, I don't, do you think it's worse now than it's ever been, or is it is just, you know, it's, you look at American history and it's it's hard to forget that the play Hamilton is about the vice president shooting the guy that started the banking system. I mean, we've always had problems, but it just seems to be uh, more up front recently, it seems. Yeah, I think in our lifetime, this is, uh, you know, and, you know, I'm 48, so in my lifetime, I think this is probably uh, the most divisive. But, you know, I've been able to find probably uh, 20 Democrats, 20 Republicans who uh, are here, and, and, you know, we've developed great relationships, uh, and we're, we're working, um, you know, to try to change this place. And, uh, you know, I want good Democrats and good Republicans here who are, uh, working to make sure that we're working together. And, again, you know, I, I always sort of say my the, the way I approach this job is you know, I'm just trying to bring a little stability to my district. Uh, we have these great town halls every month. Unfortunately, we've been doing them on Zoom like everything else. But, uh, you know, I've got a good group, good core group of Republicans who come and yell at me. Uh, I've got a good core group of uh, Democrats who come and express dissatisfaction. So, uh, you know, I must be doing a decent job if I'm getting yelled at by both parties. <laughs> Funny, I'm sitting here talking to a congresswoman who was uh, raised by a single mom next to a famous DJ who was also raised by a single mother as well. Do you guys have a club or something, Tom? We have a club, yeah, there's no question about that. Uh, oh, wait a minute. A good, club. good afternoon, Angie. How are you? I am great, Tom. It's great to talk to you. It's very nice to talk to you as well. You know, it's. i got to tell you, Angie. One of the great things that happened in my life is because of Doug Sprinthal, <laughs> I got to meet Ryan Winkler, who I think the world of, but he is a whack job. I'm just here to tell you. I like the guy, but, man, is he out there. He's a great guy, though. Yeah, I, I, I've met Ryan a few times. I know Ryan. And, uh, you know, it's, it's interesting when you uh, – you know, when you're in public office, you know, the, the, the opposition, they try to link you with this person or that person. Right. You know, I, I, I've, I've, I've just decided that, uh, you know, I'm, I'm going to be me, and that's all of me. I mean, I'm a, uh, was raised by a single mom. I'm a lesbian mother of four. <laughs> so, That'll you know, I, I'm, I'm, just, I'm just me in my district, man, and, uh, you know, let the voters decide. I want to get, can I just call myself a lesbian mother of four just so I can say it? I love that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think anybody's going to well, believe me. You, but. Know, I, you know what? My, uh, my chief of staff once told me that uh, uh, the constituents in my district didn't give a damn who, uh, who I was married to. They mm -hmm. just wanted to know that somebody would marry me. Yeah, well, see, I think that's a great argument. I think it's a magnificent argument. And we're all we're we're past all that stuff now, aren't we? That people care about orientation and all. Although I, you know, boy, it sure seems because of social media, the hatred levels are at the all-time high. But we got to be very careful with social media. I, I just I don't. 
you know, I grew up in North Minneapolis, so I grew up in a, in a, in a neighborhood that's basically Catholics, blacks, and Jews. That's who I grew up with. We didn't care at all. And I know people don't believe me when I say that back in the 50s and 60s, long before you were born, Angie, long before you were born. But we didn't care about that kind of thing. I spent time in the Jewish neighborhood, the black neighborhood, the Catholic neighborhood, and moved around quite a bit. And now all of a sudden, all these years later in 2020, everybody hates everybody else and everybody's mad about this and that and the other thing. I just really wish we'd done I really wish that, that maybe in D.C., if you could go from person to person and tell them, if you don't calm down with the hatred, Tom's going to come out here and kick you right in the head. <laughs> they need to calm. Angie, well, seriously, tell them to calm uh, down. Tom, come on. Come on. Come on. <laughs> Sounds like you got an come invite. On, come on. Let's do it. I Let's love it. it. I love your approach you know, to the whole. It's, 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 I tell you, it, it is. It's, um, well, look, I mean, you know, I, I think – Somebody asked me after my election because, you know, I ran because I had to implement the ACA at the company I worked for, and Mm -hmm. I thought there needed to be a lot of changes to it. I ran because, you know, I thought I had more common sense than a lot of these folks out there would represent this district well. And I think someone asked me after the election, you know, what what do you think it means that this, you know, slightly Republican-leaning district elected you as a you know, an LGBTQ member. And I said, you know, I think the story of my cycle is that nobody cared about that. You know, I ran on, you know, fixing our our food supply chain and our health care supply chain and lowering the cost of health care and fixing the damn roads. I mean, you know, that's what I talk about. I, I, Angie, I think the real system. reason I, mean, that's it. I think the real reason you won is that we all know that we shouldn't have radio people in politics. Yes, I don't <laughs> think there's any question about it. They, they need to be out. They to keep them, keep them moving. What have you well, doing? you know, I miss Jason over here, you know? I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm super sad. I didn't, he beat me in 16, I beat him in 18. I don't like a tie. Yeah, there you go. Now he's going to take a run at, uh, at the U.S. Senate, from what I understand. Yeah, he's uh, running against Cena Smith, right? Oh, he's running against Cena Smith, that's right. He is. Yeah, he is. He is. I, I love his new title, though. Former congressman. Oh, you are unbelievable. You're like Ryan Winkler Park, too. <laughs> Another whack job. Now, I, I, you know what's so funny about this, though, Angie, that, that I have been, because I tend to have, I don't know if you ever noticed, if you ever heard the show or not, but I, I tend to be semi-opinionated. Um, I've heard. <laughs> I've heard. But people, Why do you think I had to beg her staff to let her come on? I li- <laughs> Did you have to beg, really? Here's what I love about that, though. I have now for 35 years been on the KQ Morning Show, and I cannot tell you how many different times a Republican or a Democrat would come up to me and say, you're so hard for the other side, I can't even stand it. It's unbelievable. All you do is support, you know, Democratic causes. And then the Democrats, all you do is support Republican causes. No, I don't like either one of you. That's all it is. No, I, that's not true. My mother that's was awesome. an ardent Democrat. My, my uncle was an ardent Republican. They were nice people, no hatred. I heard both sides of the issues. And I really wish we could get back to the days when, when we showed a bit of respect for one another. I, I really do. That would be great. It would be great. And uh, you know what? I, I, I think we ought to argue it out over policy all day long. I mean, that I, I absolutely welcome. But, you know, uh, politics has become uh, so personal. It's yes. become so hateful. It's, you know, it's like you got to pick a side um, in, in everything. And so, you know, it's, it's, uh, I think if you look at my record here, you know, I've had as many 
bill signed into law by President Trump as any member of Congress in our delegation this session. And wow. that's Republican or Democrat. Oh, I mean, wow. I, you know, this president has signed two of my bills into law. And, you know, if I think he and the administration are right on an issue, I say that. If I think they're wrong on an issue, I say that. Good. That's what I intend to continue to do. And, hey, by the way, I meant to tell you in the beginning that uh, my dad uh, has been a car salesman for 40 years. So, uh, Yay! I, I was Let's raised have him by on. His, Yeah. Yeah, I know. You should have him on. I actually called him for some advice before, uh, before we did this here today. Because uh, I was raised by a single mom, but... Uh, you know, it's uh, uh, my dad came back into my life uh, when I was in college, and I forgave him for the time he spent away. And uh, he is uh, one of, one of the best, uh, just uh, one of the best grandfathers that exists on the face of this planet, this earth. And you know, uh, he's one of my best friends now. So I'm a, just, I'm uh, a sucker for redemption stories. That's wonderful. Yeah, redemption is a good yeah. thing. There's no. I'd like it's to be redeemed someday. That'd be good. What do you think? <laughs> I, don't Any know. I don't know about you. I think I I'm out. And you think I, I got no chance? <laughs> I saw something last week, and I wanted to get your take on it. I was uh, Ben Sass uh, was doing some, you know, how do we fix the, the deadlock and all that sort of stuff. And one of the things that he said is he wanted to get the cameras out of congressional hearings. He says because they don't work on policy, they don't discuss stuff, they just are trying to get sound bites, meaning members of the Congress. I thought that was kind of interesting. What do you think about that? Interesting, but you know, and I, I get where it's coming from, especially in some of these committees and folks just showboating. On the other hand, the testimony that's happening, you know, I, I, I I'm a former journalist. I'm never going to probably uh, side on the opinion of, uh, you know, not having transparency or having the American people see the sausage being made, even if even when it's ugly. What I will say is, here's my solution to have us all work better together and. You know, I've, I've, I've said this before. My uh, my solution is uh, you, you have uh, dorms here in Washington, not during COVID times, but uh, you put us all in dorms and you uh, you make us live together and you make Republicans and Democrats uh, run across each other more. Love it. There you, you go. Know, they made a sitcom about that. You know, it was called Alpha House. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's actually right. was pretty funny. Yeah, yeah. and, and based on yeah. some reality, I John think Dick Durbin and uh, I, I'm. I'm sure what what could go wrong in that scenario, <laughs> having a bunch of um, members of Congress living together. Once again, Angie, I'll be there for you. Just call up and I'll come over and say, Angie said to shut up, so you need to shut up. <laughs> it's going to be phenomenal. We'll, we'll handle it. Oh, man. No, it is, it is funny. I mean, this week is a good example. You know, uh, 25 Republicans and Democrats came together and put forth what I thought was a pretty reasonable compromise package here in Washington mm-hmm. for the next COVID relief bill. And, you know, it's not going anywhere. Why? Because, you know, it, it didn't get negotiated at the very top of right. Republicans and Democrats. It's just, you know, common sense people trying to bring this thing together. I've told leadership this week, I don't think we should come home uh, if we don't get a, a next COVID relief right. package put together. Right. I think that's quite honorable. Actually, we need more people like you. You know, I, I, I'm really, really happy you came on and, and whoever Doug had to talk into. So you could, you actually had to make human contact with me. But, you know, <laughs> other than that, it's been a, for you, I'm sure it's been a thrill. No, but I, I just I think the only way people can ever figure things out. One thing I will tell you, uh, and I'm very serious about this. I do not like social media at all. 
I think if I had met you on social media, it would be totally different. I meet you in person. You're a very pleasant person. I, I learned things about you I didn't know before. I can tell by the tone of your voice that you are you are sincere because you don't have that fake, you know, the fake voice that a lot of politicians get going, you know, that you can tell they're lying. Uh, I spend my whole week listening to politicians. <laughs> You know, I, I might have to move into your district now. I, you know, I got you can to, live I, down by me. I, and move down by you. I got to, oh, you know who I got? I got Dean Phillips, who I endorsed, and then I never heard from him again. <laughs> did you know that? He actually uh-uh. came in and did the uh-uh. podcast. He came in in person to do the podcast. It was very nice. Uh, and I endorsed him on the show, and then I never heard from him again. And my favorite part about that campaign was, you remember when St- Stuart Mills ran? Yeah, sure. Unsuccessful, and the attack ads about yep. the long-haired guy eating yes. shrimp on Lake Minnetonka and blah, yep. blah, 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 blah. Yep. And then Dean Phillips ran. I think the Republicans just grabbed all those ads and yeah, just stuck Dean Phillips' face in there. Pretty, 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 pretty much true. Pretty much true. Although somebody told oh, me that... Uh, it's, it's- it's almost silly season again. You see, uh, it is. ads up. I, I, do, I do want to put a plug into my ads, my new ad that uh, started today, though. Uh, All right. I'm driving my, uh, I'm driving my Jeep Rubicon around in the ads. So there you go. Is it from Walzer Automotive Group, Walzer.com, or your spot. dad? Don't <laughs> It might have been from your dad, though. Which would be acceptable. Uh, you, you know what it is? It's, uh, it's from Bloomington, which I understand is the only not branded Walzer. That That's right. That's, uh, Am I correct uh, on that? Very good. So Ooh, you're listen a to you. So what the deal is, is Larry Reed owns uh, Bloomington Chrysler Jeep Dodge yeah, Ram. sure, yeah. It was it, during the the Great Recession. He had some uh, some issues keeping the deal going. Paul yes. Paul yep. and he are friends. Their, their dads were friends, or uh, Paul's dad was a good friend. Is he goes, tell you what, we'll co- operate your store for you under management. You can keep your name on it, but that's why it isn't branded as a Walzer store. Although a lot of my friends from the company work there. So thank you very much. I had no idea. Yeah, see, so you're a customer. And see, all see, I actually I actually didn't have any idea either, but I had to go look. Uh, where my cars came from before I came on the show today. You yeah, that, no, right? I get it. No, I understand. I mean, it's probably down on the list of things you need to worry about. But yeah, they I just mean, have I mean, a. But, they, but, but, I, but I do own uh, my, my, my 22 year old owns a Subaru. And I should also tell you that came from Walzer. All of this was, you know, way before, way before any, any, any uh, public appearance on a podcast. So there you See. go. Thank you very much. We do appreciate your business. Absolutely, no question. And by the way, I'd like you both to know that I used to play golf with Larry Reed, so I had to carry your uh, hard work for about 10, 15 years playing golf with Larry Reed now that to soften him up. That guy's got a radio voice. Oh, my God, Larry, what a piece of work that guy is. He is a, he's, he's a piece of work. Let me just say that. That's all I can say. Although a lot of, you know, it's one thing. If, if there's a group of people that might be worse than radio people, it would be car people. That is true. That's Somebody has to give politicians a good name. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's true. Politicians come in third. Politicians come in third. You guys guys are bad. Where do lawyers fall? Uh, Actually, there's no number for the lawyers. Uh, They're that bad. I'll tell you a funny story. Uh, My mom went into a retirement community years ago, and I said, Mom, you know, when you're hanging around with your buddies at the pool, what do you tell them? you got one son who's a glorified uh, used car salesman, another daughter who's an attorney, and the other one runs health and human services for the state of Minnesota. She goes, it's easy. I just tell them i got one kid. <laughs> That's it. i got one kid. That's going to do it. So, That's awesome. One of these days when you're in town, you'll have to come into the studio because it's always great to sit across the table from someone and meet them in person. Um, 
you know, because Doug doing this show, Car Selling Secrets, I mean, a number of people. Pat Garoppolo, who's a very, very nice guy, Republican guy out of uh, Farmington. Your name. Farmington, yep. yeah. Oh, I know Pat. I know Pat well. Well, Pat's I, a I great guy. Be careful. If I, if, if, if I say anything nice about him, it'll get in primary if he wants to tell me. Well, I will tell you. <laughs> yeah, um, there you go. You know, the opening story about your first car. Pat talked about losing his virginity in a Dodge Omni. I'm like, yes, Pat, he did. wait, 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 wait. There's yeah. people that listen to this. Yeah, he did. It's oh, true. my God. That's awesome. That is awesome. I don't know. I think the whole thing is terrific. I love the fact that you're, you're, that you're a very honest person. I really like honesty. Good, bad, or indifferent. Tell the truth, man. It's the best way to get somewhere. Tell the truth. We'll go forward from there. A lot of lying going on right now. That's why we're not getting anywhere. Yeah. Yeah, you, you know, it's, uh, I, I don't know. I just think if you're honest with people about where you stand and uh, transparent, then, uh, you know, you, you trust them. You trust them to yep. see that. And, you know, I, I, people, I got people who vote for me who don't agree with me on every single issue, but mm-hmm. they know I'm going to be honest with them on where I am. And they know, I, you know, it's that of a true belief in the policy. And they also know that they can keep showing up and talking mm-hmm. to me and that. I'm going to show up. They don't need a golden ticket to come and see me uh, once a year. I'm going to show up every month and, and uh, face them uh, and listen. And so I, I don't know. I mean, it's uh, I, I, uh, I didn't set out, I guess, from a career perspective to be in politics. And I still struggle a little bit to call myself a politician, although I know that's what I am now. But uh, I'm just going to keep doing what I'm doing, and uh, we'll, we'll see where it all goes. Well, it'll be great. I, I don't think it's that. I'm really, really glad that you came on the show. It's awfully nice to meet you. Uh, you know, from my perspective, in any case, Doug. Uh, I know you know he's he's shoulder to shoulder with all you guys, but I just I kind of <laughs> lay back and go, okay, well, we'll see what happens. You know, but so far, I'm going to be very awesome. honest with you. I have yet to have talked to a politician from Minnesota who was a flat out jerk. Now, I haven't talked to all of them, but but it kind of surprised me that that, that I most. Well, pretty much all of the ones I've met so far are very pleasant people. Uh, you know, I I, uh, I don't know. I've, I've met a few. <laughs> send me a send me a list, will yeah. you? I'll give you my email. Send me a list of the jerks. Text will you? it to five six one. Yeah, five six one. <laughs> oh no! I you know I just had to do that. I mean, the truth is that. Uh, you know, Minnesotans are pretty good at it. Uh, yeah. At picking who represents them, we really are. I think it's true. Angie, we got a. We're way late for a break. Your staff said you'd give us ten minutes, and we got. We went ahead and oh, grabbed God. about twenty-five. Oh, so oh, we know God. you have important Sorry. things to do. Yeah. Th- thanks so much for being we'll, on. Hopefully, we'll, this we'll, won't we'll be. Ne- we'll never trust. We'll never trust you again. But next time I. Uh, <laughs> staff comes back and asks me to do this, I'm going to say that was a hell of a lot of fun and I'm happy to come back. Thank well, you very good. much. Congresswoman Angie Craig phoning in from Washington. We're Thank you, Ms. Craig. Short break and we'll be Thanks, right guys. back. Bye-bye. Tom Bernard here and here with me is the CEO of North American Banking Company, Michael Bilski. Tell me, Michael, I was reading on your website about a customer near where I grew up, North Minneapolis. They were specifically looking for a community bank. That's right, Tommy. Prestige Products. They had been with another community bank, but when their bank was acquired by a large regional bank, the owner felt like they were just seeing his business for the numbers on the page and not really understanding his long-term plans. So he met with a number of community banks in the area, including us. Luke at our branch in Shoreview met with the owner, they hit it off, and Prestige Products chose to work with us. 
Incidentally, their favorite part of working with Luke is that he gets excited about the same things that are important to them. Having a clear understanding of your long-term goals makes for a great relationship and our difference maker for your business. Why not bank with my banker? North American Banking Company, a better banking experience. Member FDIC, an equal housing lender. You know, I cannot wait now. There's somebody out there somewhere is going to say, yeah, Bernard promised Angie Craig it would only be 10 minutes. Turned out to be 25. Lied yet again. It's, I'll take full responsibility. Tom it. Bernard keeps an LGBTQ woman hostage for 25, for 25 minutes. 25 right. minutes, Perfect. exactly. <laughs> you can't cut off Congress people. I think Unless it's, you're Don Rickles. I love I just oh love God. that Frank Sinatra story. I know. It's <laughs> one of the greatest stories of all time. She was a very, very pleasant person. Yeah. Very pleasant person. She's only, what'd she say, 48 years old, still very young in that uh, that whole business. But, you know, when you, you look at the list of people we talked about, you know, when Dean Phillips was in studio doing this show, he was a very, very pleasant guy. Yeah. I still don't know why after he won, he didn't call and go, hey, you know, thanks for the endorsement. Appreciate it. That's all it would have taken. It's he didn't not even... the first time, though, that's happened Oh, to God, us. no. There are millions of people that just, they, yeah. we, we help them out, and then we never hear from them again. Yep. But that's how some people are. That's but humanity for you. You look at Ryan Winkler and now Angie Craig. You look at uh, Pat Garofalo. Garofalo fantastic. can't wait to get back on the show. Oh, he's a great. We're guy. talking about doing a post-election show with the both of them. Oh, they, I think it'd be a great. That'd be idea. really fun because they get along, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, those two get along, so that's good. And like I said, I love the fact that I could say. I really, really like Ryan Winkler, even though he's a total whack guy. <laughs> because he is. I mean, he's a goofball, don't you think? Well, it's... He's a very smart yeah, goofball. Yeah, he's a really smart goofball. Yeah, he's a very smart guy. And I enjoy uh, every time he comes in, but it's just... He always does that thing to me, though. And, uh, uh, you know, the, the, the money's going to be a problem. I said, what are you talking about? There's going to be a lot of money. Well, not for everyone. He always gives you that not for everyone argument. Would you shut up, for Christ's sake, you big baby. <laughs> Nothing's good for everyone. No, nothing is good for everyone. Maybe you want to get off your ass. That might help. <laughs> that might might be a good part of it. But no, she was very, very pleasant. I'm, and so far, seriously, that every politician you brought in here, Democrat or Republican, they've been very, very pleasant people. Well, and I think that we'll probably be able to get more because, it, you know, at first they're like, oh, I don't know, on a podcast with a car salesman, Tom Bernard, that couldn't go. But now you start to get, you get stuff yeah, that they I can suppose. listen to. And that's right. what happened here. I said, you know, here we're not. We don't. This isn't Fox or CNN. We don't yell at people. There's no, no agenda. Well, no. uh, questions. Are, it's really more of a conversation where we try to talk about who they really are, and that's what she did. I mean, it wasn't. Yep. Trump sucks because of this or this. Or I, know, I didn't want to hear. Nobody it. wants to hear. I that. don't want to hear that. It's so, You're right. so boring. Biden I'm really sucks, more Trump interested. In, yeah. And you grew up in a trailer park and put yourself through college, and that's why I say big, abolish the presidency. I, I agree. Let's no get a committee. president ever again. You'd have to take up the Constitution with that one. Yeah, though. that might it's, be difficult. Might be no. a problem. Just removing the executive branch entirely. Yeah, probably a good idea. Well, originally, it, the Congress was supposed to run everything. The president was just sort of an administration position to right. break the president break was a check and, and right. yeah, balance position. It wasn't like a and, it, and the power didn't shift, shift in this administration. It happened, you know, it's over a hundred years. Oh God, ago. yeah, it's been forever since the oh, president it's been became. Forever. I mean, you know, even it was probably actually during the World Wars. 
when people started looking for leadership. They needed yeah, someone to follow been. because they were so worried about the future of the, the world. So and, they just said, you know, and anyone it, who's going to give me hope, I'm going to follow. Yeah. Look this up because I, it's in my brain. I just don't know if it's right. Did the founding fathers invent the name president for the position? I That's think I remember question. seeing that, reading that. It was never anywhere else in any other yeah. country ever. They had to call him something. And, oh, you know, but they, El Presidente. They're really against having like a dictator name. Right. Well, the Latin, uh, in Latin, they did have, I think they had, there was a word, president, which meant sitting before, pre and sedent. Huh. But I don't know if it was an actual uh, English position. Term. Let's see here. Why don't we take a break? Oh, yeah. And come First back. use for chief executive officer of a republic was in the U.S. Constitution. Yep. There you go. Did get Very right. good. You know, sometimes you think you you know something, and it turns out now that's not right. No, I'm going to jot it down that you finally got something right. There after was, all here's these a, here's years, a pen. Here's a there pen was a position you. called president, but it was more like you know president of a company or university. Right. It's, yeah, you're an appointed position who governs, but you're not the head of all heads. Because we uh, kept Angie captive for so long, we're going to take a short break. We'll be right back with the final segment of Car Selling Secrets from Walzer Automotive Group. Tom here for Sabre Plumbing, Heating, and Air Conditioning. Right now, Sabre and Bryant are teaming up to offer 0% financing for 36 months when you buy a new Bryant furnace. This is the perfect time to replace your old furnace with a new trouble-free, energy-efficient furnace from Sabre. And when you buy Bryant equipment, you're getting one of the most trusted names in the industry, this 0% offer is available for a limited time. Call Sabre Plumbing, Heating, and Air Conditioning to find out more, and please tell them that Tom sent you. Sabre and Bryant, whatever it takes. Northern Metal Fab right off the interstate in Baldwin, Wisconsin, is a custom job shop specializing in large-scale projects. Northern Metal Fab is now hiring for all positions, including welders, painters, and inspectors, to provide quality craftsmanship to their customers. Northern Metal Fab is growing, and their growth is your opportunity. Northern Metal Fab offers competitive pay, excellent benefits, and more. Apply online today at nmfinc.com. That's nmfinc.com. Northern Metal Fab is an equal opportunity employer. You know, I got to say this again, and I'm very serious about this. Uh, the first, who was the first uh, politician you brought in? I think it was Ryan Winkler. Well, I think and, it was in Ryan fairness, Winkler, yeah. it was uh, Mike Bryant that lined that up because yeah. I had talked to Michael about that, and he was he used to work for the DNC when he was in college. And right, stuff, and right. He goes, I got the perfect guy for you. Like, okay, bring him in. No, Ryan's a great guy. He's a really nice guy. Like I said, he takes these very extreme positions, which I find laughable. Although but. the first really was Jimmy Francis. He's just such yes. an interesting guy. Oh, it's hard Jimmy's to think of him guy. as a politician. It's, no, that's true. It's true, yeah. Although he's Jimmy's really good guy. at it. John Creasel, uh, he, you know, obviously he's you talk about Democrat, Republican. You got back God, it's too bad you yet. can't make that lunch tomorrow. This is going to be fun. Oh God, you always do that to me. Cancel your tea time or whatever. I can't. Let's go. I it's going to be colder in hell tomorrow. It's, it is it? not. It's going to be 61 I'm trying to close him, Andy. Well, trying to close the deal, babe. Some people, 61 is cold. It is 55 right now. I don't really understand to tell you. You know, getting back to that Dean Phillips thing. I don't really understand why you would come to me and ask me to endorse you. And then you come in and do the show for a day. And then you leave, and I say, okay, well, you know, it's fine with me. You're, you're a friend of Ryan Burnett's. I will endorse you. I've got no problem. You seem like a very nice person. 
he gets elected, I haven't heard a word from him. It is That's weird. a huge mistake, I think. Well, especially, I mean, for one thing, it's kind of rude. Secondly, you've got a fairly large audience. And, you know, you're, yeah. in, Congre- you're out in the House of Representatives. You're running for re-election pretty much constantly because you're only in. It's a two-year job. Yeah, exactly. So you get six months off and you make new campaign commercials and you just start pounding away. Well, his problem he's got now is his direct uh, opponent is the guy's initials, Kendall Qualls. His initials are KQ. So you better watch oh, your step boy. there, Dean. Dean that, Phillips. That's going to hurt it. Well, no, we've had we've had Kendall Qualls on the show because we reached out to him, but I don't know what the hell happened to Dean Phillips, but he just disappeared. That's weird. No, know, the only it, one that ever said no, and it was because he got too famous too fast, was Anton Milton Mukes. I had him lined up. Oh, yeah, up. right. It was probably a week too late because all of a sudden CNN and Fox want him on there. And got hand, he's basically he got his ass kicked. Well, he kind of thought that was going to happen. But. Yeah. It's true. Uh, a friend of mine ran into uh, Ilan Omar mm-hmm. uh, a couple of days ago. He said, that's quite an experience, talking to her in person. She's out there, I guess. Yes, yeah, she is. Just, like, out there. Oh, she said some things. Or if you swapped the races around, she would be in prison. Oh God, absolutely. She's a she is a nut job, no doubt about it. I mean, when I say that Ryan Winkler is a whack job, that's not the same as being a nut job. <laughs> no, a whack, whack job is just a guy who's goofier. Than well, that's hell. distinctive. Well, it is. He's, well, you know that Winkler's no, a I goofball. Know. There's no doubt about it. Where's he from again? He's from up north somewhere, isn't he? I think Bemidji. Bemidji. Yeah. I think that's exactly right. Well, see, they're all whack jobs yeah. in Bemidji, so that's nothing new. He's a hockey Something player. about the air up there. I think the world of them up there, they're very nice people. I love his story about how he You're got right. into Harvard. He well, was... my dad got on the phone with somebody. Yeah. It's like, mm-hmm. your dad's a, a mechanic in Bemidji. I know. <laughs> he was born in Bemidji. Yeah. You're right. Born in Bemidji. And he's a hockey player, wasn't he? I think. I think he played in high school. If hockey. I remember. He was like a hockey, high school hockey player. I think you have to play player. high school. You have to play in Bemidji. hockey in Bemidji. Don't <laughs> From you? Yeah. True. It's ice on the ponds 10 months yeah, of the year, right. so you may as well get it. God, who was it that was complaining today about the temperature where they were? Oh, it was the woman, uh, the country songwriter from yes, exactly. what, Charlotte, North Carolina? Said, yeah, well, it's 43 years. She goes, what? <laughs> <laughs> she was very, very pleasant. Did you nice. know that water can freeze before it falls? And yeah, I don't know if you know that the ground. it can actually freeze before it even falls out. Very of the strange. Sky. They get snow in the Carolinas, not, not, not a, September. Up in the mountains. I don't know about, like, low down, though. Yeah, Charlotte gets snow, I think. That's yeah, in the little, western part of the Atlanta state. Atlanta gets some snow once in a while. Yeah, they get a half inch and freak out. I got a. They uh, get a half inch oh, and freak God, out. Yeah. Is right by the way. Life imitating art car story here. This will sound a little bit like Fargo. Um, former president of the Used Car Dealers Association and his finance manager pled guilty to defrauding General Motors and four banks and credit unions by using fake vehicle sales and fraudulent loan applications to pocket millions of dollars. Oh they were God. doing exactly what William H. Macy did at Wally yeah. McCarthy's old dealership, defrauding. It's, it's called floor plan when car dealers borrow money from banks or the captive to own automobiles. And as soon as we sell the car, we have to pay the floor plan off on that mm. car. And just like the movie in Fargo, he wasn't doing it because he needed Ooh, the money. Oh, God. These guys are looking at um, up to 30 years in prison. Oh, really? Yeah. 30 years? Yeah, Jesus. That would be a shame. Well, if you take money from the uh, banks of the uh, manufacturers, things don't. That's kind of what happened to our buddy Denny. 
Yeah, Denny. Defrauded yeah. Chrysler for. Are you the one that showed me his new picture? No, I, no, somebody did. He showed me a picture. He's all dolled up. He's all dressed up. Well, he is. I'm just. Well, yeah. I, you can dress up in a up. technical sense. Yes. Once you get out of out of the, the big house, you can dress up. Because he look was snazzy. out for what seven or eight or nine years, I think it was. I don't really remember. I mean, in, he was in, yeah. in the jug for seven. Yeah. yeah, he was for a long time. Let's see here. I still will tell you. You know the story. What the day I met him. Mm-mm. Oh God. Oh, you did tell me the story. Yeah, I'm walking up to the uh, Spring Hill Clubhouse. Never met the guy in my life. Never seen him. Never met him or whatever. Now, for listeners that don't know, Spring Hill is a pretty exclusive uh, golf course. Putt putt golf course. It's a putt putt. Yes, exactly. It's windmills and clowns on every other hole. Go ahead, Tom. So I walk up and Denny Hecker's there, and he goes, "Tom Bernard, how are you?" And he comes over and hugs me and kisses me on the cheek. Hmm. I'm like, I don't know you. <laughs> That is odd because, you know, I don't know him well. I met him a bunch of times because yeah. he's in the business, but I don't think he drinks. I mean, that sounds I like don't think he's a big drinker either. That sounds like something a guy would do after 18 beers. Well, that's true. Terry! Let me that, give you the I don't think that's kip. his deal. No, no, I think he's just, he was a big fan, I guess. I, I guess that's what it was. I don't know. But I have not talked to him since he went to the big house. Since he went to the Gray Bar Hotel, the Cross Bar Inn, the Cross well, Bar Inn. 2011, he was. Oh, he he served seven years. Okay. Seven years. That was close. So he was released in 2018. God, that was a quick seven for me. I don't know how it was for him. Probably a little bit longer. Probably felt a little longer for Time Dan. Time flies when you're having fun. How about the, Tom Emerson? I mean, not Tom Emerson. Oh, sorry, Tom. <laughs> Tom Emerson is in prison. Not Tom Emerson. Sorry about that. Tom Bernard hates Republicans. Beep. Yes, that's exactly. That's the new one. No, Tommy was another great guy. Yeah. There's a guy who played golf with Tommy one time. I haven't seen him in a long time, but he's a very, very pleasant guy. So most of these people are pleasant. It's that you know they have to put on this thing. Some of them, yeah. the facade and all that. I suppose yeah. they have to do it. Whatever. All right, that's probably going to do it for today, huh? I think that's it. It's kind of uh, anticlimactic. I just. Any climactic? I thought kidding. it was terrific. You had the climax Angie Craig was in on. Act One right. this time, but that's Anna. okay because Act One was about half the show. Yeah. So I can say on the KQ Morning Show tomorrow that Angie Craig and I have a lot in common. We both like beautiful women. <laughs> What's wrong with that? I'm, it'll go over perfect. Yep. People and I don't. That. You know, this is the pleasant. first time I spoke to her, but I think if she heard you say that, she would probably chuckle. She would. <laughs> she seemed like a very pleasant person. Well. She's got strength. Some of the people just, well, Tim Wallace, to this day, he still won't come on this show or the morning show. Yeah, I tried to get him on, you know, before COVID. I hit, don't get I got, it. I got kind of close. I got to his chief of staff, and he was kind of hemming and hawing. That's the hardest part of this whole deal is getting guests. So hemming and hawing about what? Coming on Car Selling Secrets. Well, what like, do you think I was going to attack him? No, I don't think it was you. I think it's, oh, well, you know, okay. it's scheduling, and is this the right oh, yeah, fit, and so on and so forth. But he goes on CCO. Nobody listens to that. Why does he go on there? You used to listen to it all the time. I, I used to back in the Chad day. Chad Hartman probably pays him. W- Is Chad on there still? Yeah, he's I mean, I'm not really trying to be a smart ass. He's on here. in the middle of the day. I the midday guy. Yeah. Now. All right. Well, that's going to do it today. I thank you again to Angie Craig. She was very, very. Every politician you brought in here has been very, very. Dean Phillips was very pleasant the day he was in here. So. All right. I'm going to have know. to find. I'll have to call Angie and get a list of the people that she thinks are a-holes and we'll get them yeah, in next. Yeah, you <laughs> prick. <laughs> I love it. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Over and out.